So last session, you guys started into a dungeon delve, spent a lot of time wandering around before you realized that the vault wanted to get each of you alone. So you all went your separate ways and found yourself in a place where there was no light. And you heard a voice and it asked you questions about yourselves and maybe forced some of you to face some uncomfortable truths or say things out loud that they had never actually said out loud before. We had to go do secret times. Yes. And it was beautiful, and I wanted to cry just, just a little bit. And then, once you had all passed that test, which also involved essentially choosing to put someone else before yourself, you all find yourselves in front of a door. It's not as tall as the first door you were standing in front of, but this one has an inscription on it. Also, there was a brief message from Spectra, but I don't remember what she said. So on the door it says, Two sides to all people, two sides to all things. One to create and one to destroy. One to empower, one to tear down. One cannot exist without the other. One cannot pass without the other. Choose wisely. I have a question. That inscription is in common, correct? Yeah. I will copy and paste it. Okay, thank you. But, like, we could read it, so it was, like, in common. Okay. Yeah. After a couple seconds, you hear Spectral on the comms. Well, this is an interesting proposition. I guess the next is more of a puzzle than a personal test. Shall we go in? Isn't the door closed on your end? I don't know if heard in the same way, but I, um... Actually, really, she wouldn't actually know what was on the... Scratch that, she didn't say that, she has no way of knowing what y'all are standing in front of. Scratch that, reverse it. Can I do a perception check on the door? Yeah. You looking for anything in particular? Not at first. Sorry, I didn't have my dice out. Nice behave. Ooh, that's not too bad. I got a 19. Okay. So it just... Looks like a relatively, well, relatively ordinary stone door. You don't see any hinges on your side, so you assume it opens inwards. Unless it's just got an interesting design to where you can't see the hinges. But from what you can tell, there's nothing particularly special about the door except for the inscription on it, which doesn't seem to have anything special about it either. It feels more like it's a precursor to what's inside. Well, should we try to open it? Get this over with? Can I roll an investigation check to see if Farida, who is more clever than the person playing her, knows what the answer is? Go for it. I feel like that would be more of just a straight intelligence check. Well, one is an 11 and the other one is a 9. You're not sure if it has an answer or if it's just giving you a heads up about what's on the inside. What's going on in the room that we're in? And just look around the room. You're in a hallway in front of the door, and when you look back, the hall just goes straight into nothingness. Okay. Because th there were creation myths. Are there still creation myths on the wall, or is it just blank? I think there are still some, and roll me inside as you're kind of looking at them. 
insight? That's the closest thing I can think of. Okay, I'm waiting for my Google Doc to load my character sheet. I'm going to use my new dice and just roll because I think it might plus zero. So that's the four. There's still writing on the wall, so you still have no idea what it means or the depictions, but you still have the things recording. Great. Oh, new. Oh, new dice. You're going in jail now. Not yet. You get one more chance. Does anyone else want to? I have a question. I actually have a few questions. What kind of role would I do? I don't know if it would be like insight or something to understand if what the inscription is talking about is like the Great Wheel with the Eldori. I don't know if that'd be insight or lore or what. Yeah, lore, I don't know if there's, there's not really religion, so yeah, lore makes the most sense. Also, I don't super remember what the Great Wheel is. Hang on. It's been a minute since I looked at this. It's balance, sort of. Yeah, the balance between creation and destruction. I got a 16. So, as you kind of think about it, and with what you learned growing up and have learned throughout your life about the Great Wheel, it does seem to be talking about the balance between creation and destruction, except for... When you think about the fact this is a duality vault, it also seems to be addressing the fact that sometimes something can be good, but it can also be bad. There's two sides to some things, because like something that can be good in one context can be bad in another. Okay. Like, a little bit of rain is good, but when your city's being flooded, it's not good. Yeah. But you also get the feeling that the puzzle might not be in the door itself, but something beyond it. Okay. Oh, that probably came up in the investigation of the door. Oh, her sharing that theory. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably talking about what's over on the other side of the door, so should we head in? I suppose so. Do we want to talk to Spectra first? I mean, I don't think she exactly knows, but I mean, we can, sure. Just check in with her, maybe. Okay. So, what are y'all gonna ask her? I'm trying to remember if we told her when we split up. I think we asked her about it. Possibly? I haven't edited that yet, but yeah, you guys have kind of been in contact and you talked with her briefly after you came out of the darkness and found yourself in the tunnel. And it's probably been about, like, five or ten minutes of y'all just kind of looking at and trying to figure out the door. Okay, so we did talk to her when we came out of the tunnel. Yeah, she seemed shaken. But that was before y'all noticed the inscription, because I hadn't decided what it was at that point, so... Okay. Y'all were just a little distracted trying to process for a couple of seconds, and then you decided to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Never mind, we just talked to her, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's up to y'all if you want to talk to her, just go in. I'd probably just go, Hey Spectra, we're going into the next door now, so it looks more like a puzzle than a fight as of right now, but just wanted to let you know. 
All right, let me know if you see anything strange. I'm in my next room and it's not sure exactly what's going on here. Go into your room and tell me what you see. So we go in? You want me to just open the door? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Try to reach out and also open. I'm gonna open the door. You open the door and you find yourself in a rather large square room. The wall in front of you, as well as to the right and to the left, have words written on them. It's hard to tell exactly what they are until you get closer, but you do notice that, and... Roll me perception check, everyone. Last chance for the fire dice. Ooh, that's an eight. Eleven. <laughs> that's another four. Wait, was this perception, or what was this? Perception. Actually, make that the passive perception, which I think Vi has the highest. But I don't remember who's the second highest. Up 1 to 12. My passive perception is 12. So it's either a 6 or a 12. <laughs> okay, so Farida and Anima, you both, neither of you noticed this at first. Perhaps you're too distracted trying to see what's on the walls, but... Vi, you notice there's a small glow on the floor, and it's just kind of moving around. Does it look like an orb that's just sort of going around, or does it look like a creature? It doesn't look like a creature at all. It just looks like there is a glow or something underneath the floor is like lighting up almost, and it's just moving around. And Okay. And you could roll inside or whatever to see what you glean from what it might be, or if you want to investigate. Let's do insight before I get closer for investigation. Insight 19. Looking at it, you get the feeling it's not entirely there. It doesn't feel like the consciousness of whatever it might be is in the room with you. There's just a glow moving about the floor, and as you Watch, it kind of looks like it might be sort of pacing back and forth in front of one of the walls. Mm. And around this time, you hear something on the comms. Are you all in the room, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And is one of you farther in while the other two are closer to the door? Which, if I imagine, you probably went in a couple of steps to get a closer look at the thing. Yeah? Is there a problem? No, I was just trying to figure it out. So I think this is something that has to be solved in two parts. Because you see, is there something on the floor near the farther wall? Which is where you saw, and like, at this point, the, the glow on the floor has stopped. Yeah. Might have just disturbed it. But yes... I'm just watching the glow, making sure that it doesn't make any sudden movements. Also, you were all hearing this conversation. I'm not sure if you disturbed it or if that's me. Well, hasn't attacked us yet, so let's just not rile it up if it's possibly an enemy. Could be nothing, but... Can I investigate the orb just for curiosity's sake? It's not an orb. There's a floor, and there's, like, a glowing patch on the floor. Oh, I kept on hearing orb this whole time. Okay. 
there's not like a physical object in the room. It's just there's a glow on the floor. Gotcha. I have been hearing orb. <laughs> the glowing patch is on the right. It was nearer to the far wall, and it probably uh, like it was kind of moving back and forth, and then kind of like stopped in the middle. I imagine now that Vi is talking about it, you guys have noticed it. Are you seeing anything on your end, Spectra? Besides us. Just three blank walls. But a few minutes after I came in, I noticed three glowing patches on the floor to enter, and I've heard of things like this. Oh, so your set has no input. Oh. Did she say three blank walls? Yes. We have three walls with writing. I'm gonna turn around and look at the wall around the door. The wall with the door? There's nothing on that one. It's just the door, which I'm at, which I'm gonna say that door's still open. Mm-hmm. But there is something written to the left, to the right, and right in front of you. It's mostly door. Because it was like two double doors. It's not a. It's not like huge room, but there's a fair amount of space. Just to be clear, you were pacing until just now? Yes, I was trying to see if maybe I was missing something, because usually... This feels like it's a puzzle, but... I think we each have two sides to the puzzle. And that's why there's two sides to the vault. What do you see? Our walls have writing on them. Well, you don't have anything. We have all the information, apparently. Three walls? Stuff written on all three of them. What do they say? I'm gonna go over to the right wall and look at it. See what's going on there. I'll take left. I'll take center. Okay, so let's start with Anima. As you walk up to the wall, you see written on it. It says, I speak volumes without making a sound. You can't find me anywhere, yet I am all around. I go away when you speak me aloud. Farrah Yerbal says, With air I live, with water I'm dead. I live to preserve life, yet can fill souls with dread. Take care to control me, lest I everywhere spread. The fingers I lick will soon turn red. And Vi Yerbal says, I can be powerful if kept, and dangerous if broken. Impossible to touch, and easy to break. I can build up trust, or tear alliances down. Well, I think I have ideas for two of them, working on the third. Do any of you share this with Spectra? I mean, yes, I read mine to her. I'm gonna read mine out loud. Yeah, I'll read mine out loud. There's a moment of silence. You see the light that is her just kind of move to the center of the room. I actually think I know mine. Yeah, I think I know yours, but... I'm pretty sure mine is fire. These read like riddles, they're told as children. Perhaps I am meant to give the answer, but I need to know where each one is. Fire's on the left. But your left and her left may not be the same. But she can see where you guys are based off of the glowing on the floor. Yes. Hey, Spectra, our lights on the ground, do they look exactly the same to you? Or do they look like us? They look the same. They're glowing spots on the floor. 
first I thought it was some sort of tripwire, but then I realized I would have tripped it immediately. Okay, so I'm going to start walking around in a circle. <laughs> very tight circle. And say, okay, the light that's making a circle, that's me. I'm over here. I'm calling this the left wall. Alright, I see you. And you see the light that was in the floor just kind of come over to your wall, and then you see in the middle, it looks like it's being carved into it, is the word fire. Okay. And then underneath, she's gonna carve a symbol that you don't immediately recognize. Seems fair. Anima, your turn, I guess. As I'm still trying to think on this third one. Yes. I'm gonna do the same thing, walk around in a circle. Okay, that's me. The one moving now is Mook. <laughs> that's genius. The light just kind of comes over to stand by your spot. I'm pretty sure that mine is silence. I believe so. And so she begins to carve into the same wall. The word silence, and then a symbol underneath it. This one's a different one. I'm including a symbol that belongs to the Belair for the words just cover our bases. We have one left. Any ideas as to what it might be? Powerful if kept, and dangerous if broken, impossible to touch, easy to fake. Don't go trust with terrible I have two different answers, and they're not good enough yet. One is order, but order can't tear alliances down. And then the other one was trust, but trust is actually straight up in the actual thing, so that's not it either. That's the one I keep thinking, but it's in it. What about promises? The promise. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, or faith. Faith, maybe? But faith, again, doesn't tear alliances down. I think promises could do it. Okay. Alright, Spectra? Can you fake a promise, though? Yeah. Easy to fake? Yeah. If you don't intend on keeping the promise, then... I guess yes. so. Yeah, that makes sense. You can make it in bad faith. Mm. Also, your DM might have meant to type a break. The moment where you type in the wrong word and don't immediately <laughs> notice you typed in the wrong word, but after it's like, eh, it works. <laughs> okay, break. Okay, cool. That's okay. <laughs> I just choked on nothing. Hey, I do that all the time! I'm doing great, you guys. <laughs> I do that all the time, it's great. Sounds like a good answer to me. Any objections before I try it? Nope. So she begins to carve the word promise into a wall, which is tricky to do with stone, but she's doing pretty well at it. And then she carves a symbol. And there's a brief flash, and now the walls before you are blank. Oh. And you see the little light that is her, just kind of takes a step back and is like, oh. Well, that's interesting. Now what? Is there anything on your walls now? Nope. Nope, they're blank. And she's gonna grab heads and just poke him against the wall. I imagine his little limb just kind of like splat out when you poke him against the wall. Poking like his side, so I just imagine he's his like it's like he's bumping his shoulder into it, and he's just like, "Man, mom, no, <laughs> really, mom, really." I imagine like you can sometimes like hear their voices in your head, whether it's them <laughs> actually speaking or you just personified them. Just hear, "Mom, mom, stop, mom, please." <laughs> oh. 
It just feels like you're tapping him against a solid stone wall. Well, our walls are made of stone. Is there anything else different about your room? And roll me per- well, I don't know if you actually need to roll perception for this, it's kind of obvious. You turn around and there's three stone pedestals in the middle of the room. Oh. Oh. Well, there's pedestals now. There are things in the room now. Well, I wasn't going to make you roll a perception to see the pedestals, because that would be a really awkward fail. <laughs> Given how my dice are rolling, yep. Anima would just get distracted by, I don't know, something. Birds. Whatever. How big are the pedestals? There are no birds. We're underground. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that'd be real weird if she got distracted by birds. They probably are about waist height for most of you. Maybe... A little lower on Anima, because she's tall. <laughs> tall. Yeah, they're waist height, and is anyone going to investigate? Sure. I'll give it investigation. Oh! Farida passes out, and then wakes up again, and is like, what? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just, like, occasionally randomly have narcolepsy, and then it goes away. Farida, you okay there? Yeah. Yeah, I think... Whoever was operating me just had an aneurysm. It's fine. <laughs> you're, you're distracted because Tails is just, like, tugging your hair, like, stop being mean. <laughs> it's either that or, like, Mommy, play with me next. Probably <laughs> that. She grabs the two of them and puts them belly to belly so that they actually make a full coin and puts them in her pocket. You stay safe for a hot second. What was that, insight? It was uh, investigation, I think. Oh, investigation. I think that's the same thing, but I'm gonna double check. I got a 16. Yeah, it's the same thing. I got an 11. Well, it wasn't particularly high. There are what looks like... My brain just went blank on the word. Yeah, stone medallions with symbols on them. And there are three. There's one... Well, actually, how close are y'all? I don't know if you're close enough to see what's on them. But there, you do notice there seem to be medallions on the pedestals that are not, like, affixed to the pedestals. Are they, like, in a row? I walk up to the one that's closest to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Carefully. Yeah. <laughs> She's the only one that said carefully. <laughs> I would not be happy about having pedestals suddenly appear. Yeah. Without <laughs> noise, she'd be like, oh. She may not be happy about the snakes part, but can everyone roll a wisdom save? Cool. Oh my. The what save? Wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, alright. That's that's not the worst thing. That's not the worst thing. Oh no. That dice is going in jail. Uh, that's going to be a four. Alright. Next dice. Literally, you did the dice over your shoulder. Yes. Okay. I got a 21. Okay. I got another 11. I keep rolling doubles tonight. The same number twice in a row on every dice. If I roll another 11 on this dice, I'm actually going to scream. <laughs> that would be weird. Farida, you start going towards the one nearest to you, but then you just 
you know how sometimes when you're doing something and you're kind of spaced out and you end up doing something else like when you're going to grab a book and you accidentally grab the book next to it and don't realize until like a few minutes later when you're like wait what is this you kind of have that moment happen and you go to not the one nearest you but the one next to it which starts to glow a little as you approach it and it's just like a soft red glow and not in the threatening way do i have my wits back around me yeah it was just like a split second and then you're like oh that's not the one i meant to go but oh it's glowing i'm gonna go back to the one that i intended on going to and i'm gonna try to approach the other one again oh goes away mm-hmm. and anima you also it's less of a complete space out and more of a, like you just kind of feel your attention being drawn to the one farida is now approaching and Vi, you don't feel any real tug towards any of them, so you just walk right up to it, and... Okay. As you approach, you notice... So, Verna, the one you had been drawn to, it has a sort of, like, swirling pattern, spiraling up like vines, but almost in the triangle. Vi, the one you're standing in front of is circles within circles. And it begins to glow a gentle blue as you approach. And Anima, the one that your attention was drawn to, it has two interconnected diamonds. And even though you're not walking even close to it, it does begin to glow faintly of the gold. But not as bright as the red. The middle one is still glowing a faint red, but it's not glowing as bright as when you were near it, Verda. So then I go up to the same one that Anima is going up to. I'm like... So what do you think this is? I don't know, but they're glowing. Except for that one. Did you hear that, Captain? Describe what you're seeing. Because I don't think you've actually described anything of what's going on there. Okay. There are three pedestals. There's a medallion on each pedestal. There's a red medallion with vines. A blue medallion with kind of the ripples of a drop of water on a pond. And then... What's on yours, Vi? Mine is the ripples. Oh, yours is the ripples? What was on this one, then? Yeah, the one we're looking at is interlocking triangles, right? Diamonds. Diamonds. Mm. So I'm not as good on some of the more ancient history, but that does sound like symbols that we've been trying to decipher from back before the Blair became energy, and there are symbols on the walls as well that match with it. And they're starting to glow a little as well. Perhaps put the correct medallion on the correct wall. It also seems to be tied to specific people. Yeah. Verity gets up and standing far away from the medallion that was trying to pull her in, she pulls out heads and tails, flicks them towards the medallion while she's still far away, so it shouldn't be glowing really. And she's going to see if heads and tails can lift the medallion. How much can they lift? Uh, I don't know. They're plot convenience. <laughs> there is no math according to the game as to what they can lift or not. Roll me a d20, I guess, to see if... I don't know what their modifiers would be. It was like the moment when you space out and you start to do something subconsciously and you're like, wait, wait, wait a second, why am I doing this? Like, force of habit mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. I rolled an 8, but I'm more thinking of them trying to move it or dislodge it than actually carry it. Oh yeah, they're able to pick it up, no problem. 
Interesting. She'll walk up over to it and pick it up. And it's not super heavy, but it is, it does have that gentle glow. But when you touch it, it feels like ordinary stone. There might be like a gentle buzz, but you recognize it as innate esper energy in it. Like it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Not really doing anything. It just exists. And so you get like a gentle feeling of that. These are magic. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Either that or they're reacting to your magic, possibly. Hmm. Oh. Esper Genesis doesn't have a magic stat. An arcana check. I want to do an arcana check on this thing. We could just say insight for that unless there's another stat that sounds like it would work. Sure. I can do insight. Ah, four. Get out of here, dice. Next. Oh, that was an eight. Hang on, I'm I'm pulling up to see if there's something better than insight, because I'm pretty sure there is. I just don't remember what it would be. Astrophysics? Yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes the most sense. It's space magic. Yeah, just, I don't know if that would be different, but that's not gonna... Even with that role, it's, it's got something to it. It just doesn't seem to be doing anything, but you can't really tell exactly what's going on there. You've occasionally handled things that have that. I think, like, sorium is another thing that has that in it. Like a gentle hum. Like when something's, like, vibrating just a little bit. And actually, you might recognize it from the time that someone was just like, here, hold this, and you felt the thing, and it had that same hum, and then it got louder and louder until it had a minor explosion, and next thing you know, your powers were stronger. Sketchy. She's actually going to cast Aegis on it. Let's see if that works. Okay. It's just a cantrip. You create a kinetic barrier, technically around yourself, but I'm holding it, to impair the impact from physical attacks. So you're casting Aegis on yourself in case it explodes? Kind of. I'm more trying to get energy into it, just to see how it reacts to having energy in it. So the shield forms around you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really notice anything in particular. It's it's solid stone. Hmm. Interesting. Anything else anyone wants to do to investigate the glowy things? I'll investigate the glowy thing. I have the, the diamonds, right? Yes. Which, when you get closer, they do start to glow more of the golden color. Yeah, I'm gonna go up to and just look at it. Give it a good look-see. That's a three- it's just a stone medallion that's glowing, and it's weird. Hmm. Nothing suspect here. It's just a glowy, glowy doodad. I'll also investigate it, then. Seeing everyone be like, oh, it's a stone. Ooh. Investigate? I got a four. Although, there is a passive investigation as well, if that would be easier. Otherwise, we may be here a while. It's stone, and it's glowing, but it seems fine. And Farad is holding it, and nothing bad has happened. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna pick mine up. Oh, I want to flip mine over. Okay. It's a medallion. It has two sides. You flip it over. Your DM didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be the same on both sides. Okay. Hey, look. Hey, look, it's like you do. <laughs> There's some minor differences, but for the most part, you can't tell exactly if it means a different thing or if it's just 
different artistic design. Alright. I'm gonna talk to Spectra. Yeah. I'm gonna say, so I picked up the one with the diamonds. It's glowing gold. What's the wall that has the corresponding symbols? Well, the symbols are also paired with the words, so... And I don't remember which one I had on which wall. Right wall was silence. Yeah. Left wall was Victor's, right? You went left, Victor? Yeah, I went left. So left wall was fire. And then promise was... Far. Gotcha. Process of elimination. We're good at this, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You see her walk over to the wall straight ahead of you and you actually see there's like a smaller glow that just appears on a spot in the wall and she's like the symbol's here it's almost like there is a hand except for it's it's more of like a little blob should i putting it here so i'm gonna go up and i'm gonna stick it where the little blob of light is on the wall all right you do that and it sinks into the wall and then what do the rest of you do oh okay Right? I've done a thing. Vi, would you like to? I've done my part. It's your turn now. I mean, Vi hasn't even picked it up yet. So. Oh. She'd be looking at Farida. Got a question. Where is the, the vine looking thing? You know, now I think about it, this also kind of looks like fire. Yeah, so to be over here and she and moves over to the ball to the left. She'll follow and. And it sinks into the wall. And each time you do there's soft click as you do that. Oh. Bye, what are you doing? Would you like to maybe roll insight on the situation? Yeah, yeah. Cause Yeah. Okay, I got a sixteen. Alright. From what you've gathered so far, so far, nothing in this vault is trying to harm you, and you've seen both of your friends handle the weird glowing medallions, and nothing has happened to them. So you figure there's a good chance that if you touch it, you're gonna be fine. Her concern at this point isn't her touching it specifically, it's more that she is a little suspicious of what will happen once all three are placed. Okay. Yeah, that something could go wrong at that moment. But she, so she would like give, not not quite a glare, but she would like if she heard that click, she'd be like, okay, and then she would talk to Spectra. Expect I'm getting the interlocking circles. Can you show me where the corresponding sign is, please? Yes, it's over here, and the circle walks over, and then you see the glow, uh, the glow on the wall. And also by an animal, you both feel like the very gentle hum when you pick it up. It feels, it's kind of like a purring cat almost, like when you have your hand on a cat and it's purring and you feel that vibration. Actually, before I forget, Anima Wisdom. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, come on, please. Four. It was going to be a small thing, but nothing. It's alright, though. Should roll the other dice. So she walks over and you see the glowing spot on the wall, which is her hand showing you where to place it. Okay, so slowly and kind of looking around a bit, or her eyes starting a little bit to make sure there's no trap. Because being told there is no trap does not always mean there is no trap. But yeah, she'll put it in the wall. Alright, so it sinks in. 
there's a self-click and everything goes dark again. Valina, you hear a soft voice in your head and it says, Silence can be good in some circumstances, but sometimes it can be misleading. It is difficult to know when it is better kept than broken. And Farida, you hear a voice in your head that says, Fire and passion can be a powerful thing, but best to be tempered sometimes. Passion can be misleading, yet you're on a good path. And then Anima, you hear, I know the much is missing from you, but it will come back and you have promises to keep. Promises are important things. And then all of you here at the same time, you have done well, so we will give you what you seek, but we also give you something else. And Faraday here, to show people what they can be, you first have to be able to connect with them. So we'll eventually name this thing, but from now on, you are going to have advantage on insight checks when you're trying to figure out how to maybe communicate or connect with someone. And then anytime you use that information, you get advantage on that charisma check, which is useful. And you also, some of your thoughts on the suit design just kind of like click into place when it comes to the mechanics of it. Specifically stuff to do with defensive properties. So I'm still wielding the checks for those, but you get they're gonna get a lower DC on that. Nice. Also, you can now consider yourself proficient in sleight of hand, which will be useful for those checks. <laughs> I don't know if you were already. Me? In sleight of hand. Cause that's used for a lot of tinker checks. Sure. I'll take proficiency in that, that's fine. Cool. And Vi, you hear the voice again just in your head this time. You may need a little help knowing which silence to be broken and how not to fall into traps. So you get the awareness of hidden things, which is basically you get the detect traps ability. Thank you. And congratulations, you're now proficient in survival. Yay. Cool. And then Anima, you hear in your head. You have promises to keep, but it would help if you remembered who they were too. And you get some memories back of growing up of <laughs> other Ashen Forge. Don't worry, I can like tie I can send this to you. You remember spending a lot of time in your class learning different things about the universe, so you now remember all that you've learned about the Alliance and things about history, science, technology, medicine, and art. And you remember the name of your professor, an elderly woman named Aurora Engel. You remember there was a guest instructor, a Matakai, who taught you self-defense and combat. And you also remember there's a thing with Ashenforged is when you come of age, you choose your name, but until then, the name you go by is derived from the name of your donor. So for a long time, you were known as Ilya. And then when it came time for you to choose your own name, you were having a hard time deciding. And one day you remember sitting in a room, just looking through names, trying to figure it out when... There's a knock on the door. Hello? I'm looking for Elia. Well, you found her. Excellent. My name's Dottie. I was friends with your donor, and I've been looking forward to meeting you. Oh, she mentioned you. 
in in her video? I'm not entirely surprised. I was there when she made it. Well, not there in the room with her. I hope she didn't say anything too bad about me. Just that you might look for me? And that you were close? That we were. She was my best friend. Would you like to be friends? I guess, if if you want to. I would like that a lot. I always like making new friends. What are you working on there? My name. Not a fan of Ilya, eh? Fair enough, it's not the easiest thing to spell. What do you have it narrowed down to? Ilya... Ilya's a nice name, but... Well, it doesn't feel like my name. Nothing seems to yet. I've just been... I've just been flipping pages with my eyes closed, hoping that luck will land me on something that feels right, but it hasn't. Names can be tough to choose, but at least you get a choice. I had no say in my first name, though I was quickly given the nickname Dottie by a friend. Thank goodness that one stuck instead of some of the other ones. Much less stuffy and not as embarrassing. Do you mind if I help you at least narrow down your options? Maybe together we can find something that fits. That... it sounds nice. Alright. Let's see what we've got here. Anna. <laughs> also, you are now proficient in lore related to the Alliance. Okay. And you get the feeling that more memories are gonna come now that you have a context for them. And then the darkness fades and you are all standing at the door and before you is this odd-looking device. It's pretty big. It's made of this strange material, a bunch of cylinders and wires, and roll me intelligence to see if y'all might be able to guess what this could be. Oh, finally, a good roll. 19. If that's an investigation, it's a 21. Uh, six. Four. I'm doing great today. Anima's distracted. Anima's just processing. You now remember the first five years of your life. Yeah. That's a lot, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I don't think it takes much of an inside check to know that she's distracted. Fire, you're not entirely sure exactly what it is. Faraday, you're, even though it's completely forwarded and designed, you look at that and you're like, that's an engine. Oh, that's an engine. Look at that. How the hell are we moving this? <laughs> really? Now, Spectra also seems kind of distracted. She's like, pulled the device out of her pocket, is frantically typing something into it. Maybe she got something too, and she doesn't want to forget it. And the ship is still in front, and Tally comes running out, like, hey, you guys did it! What'd you get? Oh, oh my god, it's beautiful. <laughs> and she like zeroes in on the engine. Fred is doing the like thing off to the side, like the squad pose of like the, the, the Vanna White. It's an engine. It's huge. Oh, n- much much more gremlin-y than Vanna White. <laughs> A gremlin Vanna White. Oh no. <laughs> like, oh yeah, look at that. You got me. <laughs> it's like Danny DeVito doing Vanna White. Yes. It's Danny DeVito doing Vanna White, but it's Farida. So it's, it's Beyonce channeling both Vanny, Vanna White and Danny DeVito at the same time. 
not gonna like like after you had the realization that oh my gosh she's space Beyonce, I definitely immediately messaged Megan. He just described her as this. Can you add that into the art? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like, yes, I can. <laughs> so much love to Megan. Tali's just like, it's so beautiful. I've only like heard of these. It's, I think it's a jump drive. I've never seen anything like this. And she's almost like afraid to touch it. And she's, she's completely ignoring all of you. And doing the like floating hands of trying to touch it. Farida, who's right next to the engine, is gonna grab her hand and like poke her hand so that she like forces Tally <laughs> to touch it. Just be like, nope, touch it. It's real. The engine explodes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If that's how I go out, that's how I go out. <laughs> but I have you can't go out that way, I have plans. Vanny the White. plans for things. Sorry, I just definitely peeked my mic. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next time to find out what happens on board the Opal Star. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Aboard the Opal Star is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is DM'd and produced by me, Brianna Toiber. I'm Casey, and I'm playing Anima the Ashenforged. Victor, I'm playing Farida the Promethean. My name's Alexis, and I am playing Mylena Sorrell, the Eldori. With music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. <laughs>